Today we go back in time to meet the very first battle rapper. In ancient Greece? Huh? And then what would you do if you were confronted with a UFO who said it could give you anything you wanted and then told you to eat poop? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's not clickbait. That's what those stories are actually about. A weird episode. First off, let's give a shout out to one of our legacy Patreons, someone who's been supporting the show for a while, CJ from the UK. CJ from the UK. CJ in the brain. That, that's the only way you can have your name pronounced from now on. CJ, thanks for supporting the Patreon. If you can't support the Patreon, totally get it. Just help get the word out about the show. That also really helps out. You can leave reviews. We could always use more reviews. Just talk about it online. But let's go ahead, though, and hop in the rabbit... Do we have a hang glider? Let's hop in the hair glider. Well, they'll only use this for one episode. <laughs> CJ's like, great! I get the, the experimental thing. We're hopping the hair the hair hang glider. Whatever. Whatever. We'll just catch a cab. Hang gliders tied up on the top. And CJ's like, dang it, now I'm driving a cab? <laughs> What's, why am I supporting this Patreon? Fine, we'll take the dead rabbit hair we'll take the hair hang glider. We're flying off to Greece. CJ's like, yippee! We're headed to Greece. We're going back in time as well. We're going back in the year 540-ish. We're gonna meet a man named Hipponax of Ephesus. Now, Hipponax, we don't have a lot of his poetry, not a lot of it survived, but he's very well known at the time. He was well known as a vulgar poet who hung out with the criminal class, i.e. a gangster rapper, right? He would sit there and he was just busting flows, writing this poetry down. He's like, yo guys, I got a good one for you. Then he sits down with a chisel, ching, 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 and then he holds up the tablet. They're like, damn, oh, Dude, look what he wrote down. He's like, yep, yep. He's like, and then he waits for his opponent to respond. It's like 15 minutes. Ching, 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 ching. He's like, oh, yeah. He was this battle rapper who just write this vulgar poetry, ran with the criminal class. He was super ugly as well. That's really what he was known for. I mean, that's not a good thing to be known for, right? Being known as a vulgar battle rapper, that's fine. (laughs) And being ugly, eh. You don't want that on your tombstone. But anyway, so... People knew him in town. He was pretty famous. Um, he was also a he was also a jerk to people. That was another thing. But that kind of goes along with being a battle rapper. You're not going to be like battle rapping about how nice the guy's toga is. It doesn't make sense. He wants to marry this woman, so he goes to the father and he's like, "Hey, you might know me for my <laughs> extreme ugliness and my battle raps. I'd like to marry your daughter." Now, the guy he went to, his name was Bupolis. Bupolis is like. Uh, have you looked in a mirror lately? Here, let me invent a mirror real quick because it's super ancient Greece. He's sitting there. He's polishing something down. Here you go. Look how ugly you are. You're not marrying my daughter. Hipponax leaves. Now, Bubbleus was not a good guy to mess with either. He was a master sculptor. Not, he wasn't a statue himself. Sculptor. He was the guy who made the statues. He is far well known in history. His work, because it wasn't, you know, written down on scrolls and stuff survived when rome wanted to decorate their coliseums and stuff like that they were using bupolis statues Uh, had a little sign a little b at the bottom they were using his statues they took them from greece his artwork was used to fill temples in rome it lasted the ages bupolis 
decides to go, not only can you not marry my daughter, but he starts making sculptures of Hipponax, who's this ugly guy. So he starts making these comically exaggerated, ugly statues. I mean, like, hey, look, everyone, this guy wanted to marry my daughter. And people in town thought it was hilarious, which it, it kind of is, right? I mean, maybe the first time, but apparently this guy made multiple ugly statues. His work is celebrated hundreds of years later, but he just couldn't stop making the eighth ugly statue of this dude. So Hipponax responds the only way that he can. He writes a poem. So Hipponax writes this poem about Bopolis, the very first diss track. Bopolis's mom's name, so you know where this is going... Bopolis' mom's name is Artie, Artie, which means virtue. And Hipponax just drops this. Bopolis, the mother effer with Artie. And people were like, he didn't just say effer. It was the Greek word for someone who bangs their mom. The audience basically, <laughs> basically goes nuts at this point. Bopolis, the man who bangs his mother with virtue, is really what that line means. Because his mom's name means virtue. People were like, what in the world is going on? It continues. It talks about his mom. Sorry, this episode segment is not for kids. It talks for all the sex acts Bopolis does with his mom. Talks about him banging his mom. Talks about the mom giving oral sex to Bopolis. Talks about how such a loser Bopolis is that his mom has to have sex with him. And the audience is losing it. They're like, dude, I haven't heard anything this funny since I read this story of Oedipus Rex. (laughs) Someone else is like, that wasn't a comedy. He's like, I know, but it was still funny. So this poem, and he also goes on to say, like, I'm beat him up. I'm beat him up, which is kind of a mild thing, right? Like, you're like, oh, dude, you bang your mom. Your mom's doing all this stuff. By the way, I'm going to punch you in the eye. You're like, you're like, that doesn't matter anymore. You said all this horrible stuff about me. There's these ugly statues of Hipponax around town, but everyone in town has heard this poem at this point. It's a viral hit. In a time when viruses were wiping out towns, this one was a snappy viral hit. Bulbalus killed himself because people would not stop laughing. The diss track was so hard. This master sculpture. Sculptor, again, not a statue, hung himself due to a diss track. We don't really know what happened. We don't know if Hipponax felt bad about it after that, or if he did a little b-boy pose. He could have, like, as Bopolis is being taken into the grave, he's like, he invents cardboard, puts it over the grave, and starts breakdancing. We don't know. I would imagine Hipponax was, was a jerk, but you can be a jerk and still feel bad about causing someone to kill themselves. But yeah, is that the very first diss track? I would argue so. I don't think anyone was dropping stuff during the Odyssey. They're like, yo, you turned into a pig. That's the only thing I know about the Odyssey. Yo, I shot an arrow through hoops. You made some hoops, but I shot an arrow through. I don't even know if that's from the Odyssey or from like an episode of DuckTales or something like that. But didn't they do that? Didn't they have a <laughs> like Robin Hood? Didn't Odyssey dude, Odysseus, like come back? First a bunch of people turn into pigs. Like, his men, they're on a boat, and they left Troy. Which I have a story coming up on Troy. I have to do a bunch of research on it. But he leaves Troy. He's floating on a boat. And then they go to an island where Circe's at. And all of his men get off, and they turn turn into pigs. And then then he magically has a supply of hot dogs. Everyone's like, he comes back to Greece. They're like, what happened to your crew? And he's like, uh, here, have a hot dog. A bunch of people turn into pigs, and then he sails away. 
And then um, he goes back to Greece and his wife doesn't recognize him and his dog recognizes him. And that was like to show how loyal a dog is over your family. And then he's like, good dog. And then they go, you're not Odysseus. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, I am. And then he has to shoot an arrow through a bunch of stuff. A bunch of soldiers, a bunch of soldiers trying to take him, and he shoots arrows through him. No, isn't there like a bunch of hook, a bunch of circles, and he shoots an arrow through it? This is a very long explanation for a joke that probably didn't make any sense. But anyways, that is the story of Odysseus. If you have a book report too on the Odyssey soon, if you, if you have to have re- read Odyssey, just listen to that. I should do a whole audio book. I should do a whole podcast series of me reciting books that i've never read i'm like the story of beowulf so beowulf met angelina jolie i should just do that that should be a whole podcast cj from the uk let's leave behind old timey greece let's hop in the carpenter copter we are headed out to new timey greece specifically we're going to the year 1999 it's june 8th we're leaving behind old statues and stuff we got some brand new togas I got a statue of an ugly dude. I'm hanging on to it. We're flying over Greece. We're specifically going to Anno Cortesi. Anno Cortesi. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. There's this dude named Dimitris Helenus. He works at this farm. It's 2 a.m. And he has to go turn off some water valves. He's like, oh, it's time to go to bed at 10, 10 p.m. Just like a normal human. And then he wakes up at 2. Oh, my God. The farm's flooded. I left the water valves on. He hops on his motorcycle. He drives through the pitch black farm to go shut off the water valves. And then he looks up and there is a golden triangle in the night sky. Just this bright golden light like someone cut a triangle out of reality. It's 2 a.m., dude. I'm still getting used to the light. And the triangle is just floating there. And it says to him, don't be afraid. I am the almighty. I will do whatever you ask of me. So you think for a second, right? This is an opening, right? Whatever you ask, this this triangle appears, says that it's the Almighty, so you're assuming it's God. That will be, be a wrong assumption, we'll find out soon. You can have any, think about it for a second, you can have anything which you could ask for. Like, I mean, obviously you could go, I want peace and love for everything in the environment to be... Per- or you could be like, I want to have the number one podcast in the world. Or anything in between, right? Maybe you want to help the environment and have the number one podcast. Who knows? But you have anything to ask this triangle. Demetrius thinks about it and goes, yeah, I have these horrible migraines. I have these horrible migraines. Can you get rid of them? And, and, and let, me, let me add something else on that. I want to quit smoking. And the triangle goes, done. Thinking small, but those are important things to Demetrius. He... The migraines immediately go away. And he's like, oh, oh, that was so good. Usually when I have those migraines, I hallucinate triangles in the sky. Migraine's gone. And he pulled out his pack of cigarettes and throws them in the ground. And he feels the bitter taste that's enveloped his mouth for years due to smoking just disappear. He's never had a cigarette since, as far as we know. So the triangle held up its end of the bargain. Triangle disappears. That is a great night. You met a triangle. Gave you the wish that you wanted. You got two wishes in, too. So you know, you're fast. You got to outthink the triangle. He's out the water valves now. He pulls out his flashlight. He's looking around. <sharp inhale> triangle appears above him. I was like, what? Oh, great. Am I going to get another wish? The triangle appears, and it goes, in reference to his flashlight, throw it away. I will light your way from now on. He's like, oh, okay. 
I mean, he did cure me of an addiction and got rid of my migraines. So he tosses the flashlight, and now the triangle's just kind of floating there. He's, like, working on the valves, and he's like... You imagine he's thinking, this is kind of a weird use for divine power. Like, I had a flashlight. It worked just fine. But then the triangle goes, now I want you to go and tell all of your work buddies about me. The guy's like, I don't really have any friends at work. And the triangle's like, yeah, I'm trying to get you to meet. I'm trying to get you to meet other people. But go tell your workmates about me. So Demetrius is like, okay, you know, the triangle did cure my addiction. So I should go do that. So he goes to like the worker shack. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? It's 2 a.m., by the way. Remember, everyone's asleep except this guy. Hey, guys, guys, wake up. Wake up. You won't believe it. There's flying triangles out there. It got me to stop smoking, and it replaced my flashlight. And I was like, dude, go to bed. What are you doing? Did you leave the water valves on again? He's like, uh, go to bed, dude. It's like 2 a.m. He's like, uh. So he goes back out. No one believes him in the shack. He goes back out. The triangle appears again. He goes, Demetrius. Pronounce your name differently this time, Demetrius. You went and told the workers about us, and they didn't believe you. Now, go tell your girlfriend about us. And he's like, what? Triangle's like, go tell your girlfriend about us. And he's like, well, they did cure my migraines. His girlfriend doesn't live in a shack on the workplace. He has to get in his car. He drives all the way to his girlfriend's house. He knocks on the door, wakes her up. What is it, maybe 2.30? He's like, dude, you won't believe this triangle outside. She's flying triangle outside. Caused me to stop smoking. No one will believe me. His girlfriend's like... I don't believe you either. And it's 2.30 a.m. What are you doing now? What? Did you leave the water valves on again? It's like, listen, not about the water valves, okay? I should have used my wish that everyone forgot about the water valves. No, there's a flying triangle out there. The girlfriend doesn't believe him. So he gets back in his car and he starts driving back to the farm. Remember, this triangle can easily just appear and show itself to the girlfriend, to the workers. It's basically, at this point, making him sound insane. It's like, <laughs> like it's looking in through the window it's like behind the blinds. It's like, dude, watch. No, he's actually telling his girlfriend. Can you hear what she's saying? No, no, no. But she looks really mad and super tired. <laughs> the aliens on the other side of this thing are laughing. Because at this point, I think any casual observer would go, this isn't the almighty. This is definitely someone who's just pulling practical jokes at this point. Did cure him of his crippling nicotine addiction and his migraines. And replace this flashlight, to be fair. But it can obviously, like, show itself off. And it's telling him to go off and tell these people. And then it just disappears. It's like hiding. So now he's driving back to the farm. And the triangle shows up and says, get out of your car. <laughs> get out of your car. And he's like, what? Well, you did. And so he gets out of his car. And he's still, like, miles from the farm. And the triangle's like, just run. Just run. <laughs> At this point, I'd be scared of the triangle. Gets me out of my car. And now it's like run human he runs and he says he's able to run with superhuman speed so he actually gets to the farm faster than if he took the car that's awesome except for when he has to go back to the car later and he doesn't have super speed but we don't know about that part we just know that he gets to this farm super fast the triangle appears above him he's all alone in the middle of the farm no one believes him and the triangle goes you're a pretty cool dude, man. You, you run super fast. And he's like, really? You guys think I'm cool? They're like, yeah, you're, you're super cool. You know what would be really cool? You can almost hear the interdimensional creatures laughing on the other side of the void. You know what would be really cool? If you, you got that lighter, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got a lighter. He's like, burn your hand. What? What? You want me to burn my hand? Yeah, dude, it'd be super, like, we burn our hands over here all the time. Burn it. He goes, oh, you know, haven't been steered wrong yet by these guys. And he takes this lighter out. He starts burning his hand. 
Demetrius says he feels no pain during this, but he can he's holding the lighter on for so long, he can smell his skin cooking. This smell, he said, actually started to make him sick to his stomach. So he stopped, and the triangle goes, do it again. It's like, what? No, I, sure, it doesn't hurt. It's kind of weird that it doesn't hurt, but this, do it again. He's like, oh. Get a little nervous now. He's lighting. Burning. He did it three times. Setting his hand, burning his hand. He said he never felt any pain, but he could smell the flesh cooking. Then the triangle goes, you know what would be really cool? He's like, damn it. You know what would be really cool? <laughs> you got a bunch of dirt in you. He's like, what? No, I don't. They're like, yeah, no, no, trust us. Uh, we have this special device that can determine a person's dirt amount in their body. You have a lot of dirt in you, Demetrius. Burn it out. Swallow the flame and burn it out. This story is interesting because we've talked about this on other stories. The level of degrees. Like the first off, the triangle shows up and says, what do you wish? And he gives it to him. And then he's like, replace the flashlight. You replace the flashlight. Tell your workmates. Tell your girlfriend. Stuff like that. It's a matter of degrees. If the very first, if the triangle goes, oh, sure, you don't have to smoke anymore. Swallow flame. You'd be like, no. But it's on a level of degrees. He's already agreed to do so much stuff that this triangle's told him to do with really no ill results other than the smell of flesh cooking, when the triangle tells him to eat flame, he does it. Whether or not it actually burns out the dirt in his body, because the triangle says you have the dirt in your body, you have to swallow flame to burn it out. I mean, I don't know if that happened. At this point, when I was reading the story, I'm thinking these aliens, they're just a bunch of frat boys. I I assume they're aliens, honestly. Imagine two alien frat boys got a hold of a spaceship. Their their spacesuits have popped collars on them. They're flying through the galaxy and they see this dude out in the middle of nowhere and they're like, oh, dude, let's see how far we can push this dude. Because that's really what it seems. It seems like just to be this slow escalation because we're not done yet. He's now swallowing flame. And then they go, tell you what, tell you what. Okay, that was, we just wanted to test you. Now we want you to hold that flame. And he's probably thinking, please no, please no more flame related stuff. And they go, we want you to sing this orthodox hymn. You got to sing it three times while holding the lighter. Like, oh, I, I can easily do that. I'm not burning myself. I'm not swallowing flame. And he does it. And the triangle's like, good, good. A little pitchy, a little pitchy, but <laughs> decent, decent uh, hymnal singing. Then they go, hey, you see that dirt over there? Yes, yes, triangle. (laughs) Yes, triangle. I see the dirt. And it's like, uh, you need to eat it. Now, at this point, I would go, wait a second. Then I just burned the dirt out of me. But Demetrius eats the dirt. Just walks over. Takes a big old handful of it. Okay, to be fair, I don't know if it was a big handful. He could have taken a dirt clod and eaten it. But he eats the dirt. And then I imagine at this point on this on this frat-controlled UFO, it was a booze cruise, someone else grabs the microphone at this point and was like, dude, you guys are small potatoes, right? Yeah, sure, burning himself, eating dirt, whatever. Let me show you how it's done at Kappa Kappa Gamma. He grabs the microphone and goes, hey, yeah, it's a new voice. Uh, it's a dimensional thing. Sometimes our voices change due to, uh, like, uh, uh, stuff. It doesn't matter. But anyways, new voice, I want you to get a cup of water. Demetrius is like, okay, I see where this is going. It's pretty fine. Gets a cup of water. And then the voice goes, see that fertilizer over there? Mix it with the water and drink it. Now, Demetrius may not be the smartest guy on the farm. He's definitely the most gullible. But even he knows that fertilizer mixed with water is a extremely toxic poison. 
It'll create a concoction that'll drop you on the spot. If it doesn't, you're definitely going to be dead soon. But he trusts the aliens as they're laughing on the other side. They're like, oh, dude, he's really going to do it. We're totally going to murder this guy. Come on, Bleep Blorp. Don't go that far. I'll tell you when I'm done, Bleep Blorp says to the, to the pledges. Tell you when I'm done. We're going to push this guy as far as he can. He takes his fertilizer and water, looks up at the triangle. You guys like, after I do this, we're going to be friends, right? You guys are going to like me after I do this. Uh, yeah, dude, you, you'll be like totally awesome. Demetrius is like, okay, cool. Glug, 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 glug. You can taste the fertilization. You can taste the manure. But the fact that he can taste it proves that he doesn't die. So despite the fact that he, the aliens now made him drink poison, it really, he's believed it obviously the whole time. He has superhuman powers. He's running fast. He's not being burned. So on his mind, he may be thinking, well, they're going to protect me from the fertilizer poison as well. So he trusts them and they do protect him. It doesn't kill him. We can look back at this and laugh and go, man, this guy's so gullible. I would have never drank that. But at the same time, I also have never ran a two miles in a minute and a half. So I guess there would be a level of that. But then, just to top it all off, to prove that these aliens truly are intergalactic frat boys, they got this guy to drink what he knew as poison. How do you top that? How do you end off a night after tricking a guy to drink poisonous manure water? You get him to drink his own urine. At this point, as Demetrius is drinking his own urine, I imagine the aliens in the triangle just completely besides themselves, laughing it up. Because there is no other reason why you would want someone else to drink their own urine unless you were trying to trick them. I can't think of one, right? But Demetrius does drink his own urine. He's like, now are we friends? Now are we friends? Yeah, 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 we're friends. The aliens tell him also, I don't know, this seems like a weird addition. Like, they've been doing all this stuff all night, and then they give the standard message, like, someday all the evildoers will be destroyed. It seems a little, like, seems a little anticlimactic after I drank poison and survived. But they tell him that, and then the aliens leave. But they can't leave without doing one last practical joke on this dude, on poor Demetrius. Maybe that he's suffering the debilitating effects of drinking poisonous poop water, manure, fertilizer, mixed together, poured in a stew and down his gullet. That's possible. But he says that after the triangle left, he heard music. For about 10 minutes, he heard music in the air. Now, I don't know what type of bands that Demetrius listens to. And I definitely don't know what type of what type of prog rock band Bleeplorp's a member of. But this is how he described this music that he heard. He said it resembled, quote, many birds singing. Oh, that's kind of cute, right? Many birds singing and then animals screaming, live wolves and jackals howling. And it went on for 10 minutes so it's like and Demetrius is just sitting there belly full of poison he's like oh this music is so so beautiful i'm so glad the triangle came to me live wolves jackals and what was the birds how could he even hear the birds over the animals screaming this has to be a joke not in the sense that this guy's making it up because this it, we'll assume that this encounter is real just for the sake of, you know, UFO stories. But this can't be what aliens are actually like. This can't be what the other intelligences are like in this universe. Like, sure, they did get him to quit smoking and cured his migraines. But in return, they humiliated him. And so that concludes the story of Dimitri, Demetrius. 
Demetrice. Did you know that that actually, in Greek, that means name of a thousand pronunciations. You can pronounce it however you want. It's totally okay with all the Demetrii's out there. So that is his story. And I think it's a very revealing look at what may actually happen when aliens do try to invade this planet. We've always been thinking of, like, flying ships and, like, blowing stuff up. That stuff will probably happen. That stuff will probably happen regardless. But maybe it won't be a war between two military superpowers. Maybe it'll be a, a, a haze battle against two fraternities. The fraternity of Gleep Glop Glorp out there floating around space. They're out there with, like, their paddles, but they're lightsabers. Ah, ah, this hurts way more than it should. They're doing all their toilet papering entire black holes. The toilet paper keeps getting sucked in. And then you got the real fraternity, the Earth fraternity, Terra, Terra, Terra. And, you know, what? we don't put up with any intergalactic shenanigans. Like, if it comes down to a technological war... Sure, they'll probably win. They do have lightsaber. They do have lightsaber technology in their haze paddles. But if it comes down to a haze war, humanity will destroy these aliens. Like, sure, they got this guy to drink poison. That's pretty funny, right? But I'm sure we could come up with something way better than that. I think if you got all of the fraternities together, you got a great meeting of the mind. Get out of my way, General. I picked on you in high school, and now I'm taking over your job. They're just walking into the UN, pushing everyone over. Get out of the way. Popped collars everywhere. You've never seen that many pastel pink polo shirts in your life. And you work at a pastel pink polo shirt factory. The fraternities have now taken over the UN. Four hours after the big pong party... Four hours after everyone is done drinking, they sit there and they go, okay, now it's time to defeat these aliens. So bring it, dude. Bring it. We have the best bullies on the planet. Actually, of course, because this is only the planet. We have the best bullies in the universe. So aliens, if you think you can prank all the Demetrii's of the planet, maybe you'll get one or two. But there's no way you'll be able to defeat all of Terra, Terra, Terra. The best fraternity in the universe. Can I, can I start my own fraternity called Terra, Terra, Terra? I'm going to have to look into that because that would be super, that would be super dope. We all get like Letterman jackets that just have a picture of the earth on it and then like a line through the earth. We're for the earth. We're not saying no earth, but a line. Wait, no, you'd have a picture of the earth and then like an alien. You'd have to have an alien in there. How about you have a picture of the earth, right? You're like, Jason, just finish the episode. Hold on. You have a picture of the earth on the back of your Letterman's jacket and then. And there's like a thumb. There's like a thumbs up for the Earth. And then this is a very cluttered Letterman's jacket. And then kind of underneath the left armpit, there's like an alien sneaking up on the Earth. And he has like an X through him. And then on the right side of the armpit, like I said, very, very cluttered Letterman's jacket. So alien with an X through it. Earth with a giant thumbs up. And then on the other side, like on the right-hand side, you have a picture of a super sexy alien space babe. And a dude in a super tight pastel pink polo shirt, popped collars, of course, with his arm around the space babe. Yeah, there we go. I want that letter. <laughs> I want that letterman jacket. Are you willing to join Terra 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 today? I don't know if it exists. I don't know if it exists, but I'll see if I can make it. Deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.